Hi, this is Logan, and this is Living with an Alcoholic, the podcast that, well, talks about living with an alcoholic or an addict and the struggles you encounter and the best way to make it through with your sanity still intact. These are my stories and the things I've learned along the way and how the program of Al-Anon has helped me. I hope this helps you too. Welcome. So let's talk about living with an alcoholic or an addict and the crazy things that we do when we're living with them. I mean, I can't tell you the number of crazy things I've done. I've done things like hide the keys, hide my medication, hide the stash, hide the money, hide anything, anything that they can get their hands on to use. I hide it. I don't just hide things. I have been known to take a bottle of booze and flush them down the toilet. How many times have you done that? How many times have you found the drugs and flushed them down the toilet? How many times have you put a lock on the fridge? How many times have you thrown out whatever it is you found? Syringes, bongs, pipes, whatever it is you found, baggies. And you've done it all. You've done everything. How many times have you bargained? How many times have you said, I'll do this if you stop doing this? I, I can tell you numerous times, numerous times how, that I've done that. How many times have you begged? How many times have you begged and pleaded? I know I do, or I did. Sometimes I still do. Please just stop. Please just stop. Please, for the love of God, for the love of the children, for the love of yourself. If you loved me, would you just stop? How many times have you asked that question? Don't you love me? If you love me, you'd just stop. I know I've asked those questions. I've asked all those questions. And the truth is, even if they're sober, those behaviors, those things we do, they don't stop. We don't stop begging and pleading and people pleasing and bargaining with the alcoholics or the addicts in our life. And I don't care what they're addicted to or what their poison choice is. It could be shopping, it could be food, it could be gambling, it could be drugs, it could be any number of things. And they could be sober. But you know what? They still do the shit that they used to do. And we still do the shit we used to do. Even when they were using, we still bargain, plead. We beg, we people please. We do everything to make life easier on ourselves. To just make life easy. Now the truth is, I've lived with alcoholics and addicts my entire life. And I'm not just talking my entire adult life. I'm talking my entire life. My mother was an addict. My dad was a later on addict. My life was surrounded by those who are addicts. And my job as the person who lived with them was to please them, was to make them happy, to make life easier for everybody else. And that's what sucks.
That's what's so hard about our job living with these addicts. And I was married to one. I was married to a huge addict. And I had two kids. And I remember nights of begging and pleading, don't you love me? Don't you love the kids? Can't you just stop? Why are you doing this? And then I got complacent. I just did whatever he wanted. So he was happy. Because if he was happy, it didn't make my life hell. Now he was an abusive man. He was an abusive addict. And if you're in an abusive situation and you can, get out. Get out while you can, if you can. And it may not be easy to. You may not be able to. I wasn't able to for a long time. I wasn't able to get out until I had help. And, and maybe you don't have help or maybe you're too afraid to ask for help. But that's okay. That's okay too. Please, if you are being abused, verbally, emotionally, sexually, financially, figure out a way to ask for help. Call the domestic abuse hotline. Call your local domestic abuse shelter. Call a friend. Set up a plan. Call a family member. Set up a plan. Do the best you can. Because life's never going to get better. It's only going to get harder. Addicts are sick. Addicts are sick and there is no cure for it. And the truth is, we're just as sick as they are. We do the same things they do. We hide things. We sneak around. We do things behind their back. We become as emotionally stunted as they do. We become these people that are stuck where they're stuck. And as long as the addiction goes, we keep doing the same thing because we just want life to go along. We're used to this chaos and this insanity and all this craziness that comes with being with an addict. And maybe you don't see it yet, or maybe you do see it and you don't know how to stop it. The truth is there's no stopping this chaos. There is no cure, but there's remission. There's hope. There's hope for them and there's hope for us. They have to want it and you have to want to better yourself. Now, it's not easy. It is not easy to do that. It's not easy to want to be better, want to stop it. And you can't make the addict in your life want to stop. Let me just put that out there. You can't make the addict want to stop. You can't. There's no way in hell. You just can't do it. They have to want to do it for themselves. And you have to want to be better yourself. But you can do it. You can. Find the tools. Listen to this podcast. I'll tell you what I learned. Find somebody who has lived in your shoes. That's another topic for another podcast. But find somebody. Go to the Al-Anon meeting. Go to the Naracon meeting. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to call a therapist. 
Don't be afraid to say, I live with an addict and I don't know what to do. Because the first step in all of this is recognizing that there's a problem. Listen, we can't control our addicts. We can't cure our addicts. And we, honest to goodness, as much as they tell us we did, we didn't cause the addiction. We don't cause them to drink. We don't cause them to snort drugs, pop pills, shoot them up, eat. We don't cause any of these things. We don't. They do it to themselves. That's something that we have to learn. So some of the things that have helped me learn and get through it are things like Al-Anon, Narcon. The other thing I had to learn was it's a disease. They're sick. They've got cancer, but they've got a cancer that can be in remission. They may not have a cure, but there's remission. They're slowing it down and changing it. There's a chance to do that. The other thing I had to learn were those three C's. I didn't cause it, I can't cure it, and I can't control it. And I know that sounds crazy, but I had to learn that about myself. I had to learn it wasn't my fault. I had to stop taking blame for how other people acted. And that was something that never occurred to me before. I know, I'm talking crazy. Think about it. How many times have you taken the blame? Oh yeah, it's my fault, he's drinking. If I would have been nicer to him, he wouldn't have done this, or she wouldn't have done this, or they wouldn't have done this. Well, the truth is, it's not us. They'll find any damn excuse to do what they want or act the way they want. We've got to stop taking the blame. And the other thing we've got to stop doing is we've got to stop worrying about what other people in our lives think. We know where we're at. We know the chaos that's going on. We know what's happening. Nobody else, unless they're walking a mile in your shoes, has any clue. That's why it's important to find somebody who's going through the same thing you are. And maybe you're too scared to walk into an Al-Anon or a Narcon meeting. Maybe you're too scared to call a therapist. But no, right here, right now, I've walked in your shoes. I've been with you. I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, still riding the ride. I still live with an alcoholic. He's not an active alcoholic, but I live with an alcoholic. I know it's not easy to let go of control. I know it's not easy to handle all these things. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay to accept that there is a problem. And if all you can do today is just accept the fact that the person in your life that's addicted to whatever they're addicted to is sick, then you've started the steps in letting go. You've started 
to let go of control. You accepted that fact. And like I said before, those behaviors may still be there. Well, he hasn't used in six months. She hasn't used in six months. Please. Those same negative behaviors, those same hiding things, those same sneaky things, those same behaviors of getting an attitude may still be there. Don't take it personally. They're still sick. If they're not getting help for their addiction, they're still sick. If they're sober and clean or stopped and they're still doing those same behaviors, they're not getting any better right now. No matter how long they're sober, no matter how long they've quit doing what they did, they're still sick. And it's a lifelong process. And if you stick around for the journey, you're strong, you are smart, and you are courageous. Because it doesn't take a weak person to stick around. It takes a strong person. It takes a strong person to live with an alcoholic or an addict. And you are doing it. And you're going to be great at it. And you're going to learn how to take care of yourself. If that's all you do today, learn to take care of yourself. Next week, we'll talk about, well, I don't know yet. We'll talk about something crazy that's happened in my week, or we'll talk about those behaviors or how to make friends that have been through life like this. But you know what? Just know you're not alone. You are strong and courageous. You are an amazing person and you are not alone. Keep coming back. I promise this will get a little more organized, a little better, and you'll find you're not alone. At least with me, you've got a friend. Take care.